Rabbi good morning. Aguten Erev Shabbos, Erev Shabbos Kodesh. Parshas Kairach, Tavshin Pei Gimel, Parshas Shalach for Bnei Chutzlaritz, as we've been saying the last few weeks, trying to keep us together as best as we can. And this Shabbos, the Shabbos Mavorchim, the month of Tammuz, ah, the month of Tammuz, which is coming upon us, Mitzvah Shem, we're benching the Chodesh on Shabbos and we hope and we pray and we daven that Tammuz should be a Chodesh Toiv, even though we know that this is the times of the last part of the year, the last quarter of the year, the months of Tammuz, of Av and Elul. and Tammuz we have the beginning of the three weeks. Of we have, unfortunately, Tishabav, which we hope will turn into a Yontif. And um, one of the Ramazim that's, that we're familiar with, Tammuz, stands for... Zmane Tshuva, Tamaz Zmane Tshuva, Mamash Bashem the times of Tshuva are coming upon us, which means we're getting closer to the end of the year and getting closer to the Zman of Elul. So Tamaz is being Miramas to us, this fact that we should, we should uh, dig deeper into ourselves and recognize that we have to try to find the Darche HaTshuva as best as we can to make ourselves better. And they put it together with it. Tammuz leads us to Av, Av, which stands for Elul Ba. Elul is, is coming soon. And Elul, as the Balai Musr say, Elul is Elul. Elul is really what it's all about. Anila Li. So as we enter into the Shabbos, and the Shabbos Mavarach, and we enter into this new month, as Hashem is Barach, we should realize that Tavshin Pei Gimel is we're slowly coming to the end of it. And however we can be Machazik ourselves, from the parashiyas, and to be able to get the lessons of the parashiyas, to be able to go through these times, which in the history of the Jewish people were not easy times. And that's what we see. We see right now the same things that happened in the past. We see the true battle is really the battle of the Kayach of the Torah and the battles of the Kayach of the Tumah. You know, and it comes in different forms, so without getting into all the latest shenanigans that are going on in Israel, but we see that there's, a, on one hand, a tremendous Adire Torah. There were tremendous rallies of support of the Torah in America. And as I said last week, the great Gedolim that were in their elder years, they still go to Bimachazik, Talmud HaChachamim, the Lakewood Yungalite, and tremendous, tremendous Chizuk. And that really shows us what they really hold as important is the covet of the Torah. And this is the battle. The battle is the battle of, on one hand, uh, those that are against the Torah and those that are supporters of the Torah. just want to mention, there a famous, that might have mentioned in the previous years, of Chaim Kanievsky, Zeichat Tzadok Ozevrach, used to say, someone said to him, Thomas stands for Zemani Tshuva Mashmim Abayim. So Reb Chaim says, I have a, a more simpler uh, remez of the Isis is... Tisdares Maher Vitilmud Zion. Thomas stands for Tisdares Maher. Quicken yourself and learn Zion. Learn seven, 24 7, Rabbi. So we should learn seven days a week. That's the remnants of Thomas. You want to know what the Koyach of Thomas is? The Koyach of Thomas is what the, what's really behind the Truva Maisim Tovim is really the Koyach of Torah. We should be Tisdares Maher Vitilmud Zion. Ah. So what can we say? We take a look at Parshas Kairach and we connect it to Parshas Shlach on a simple fashion, a very, very simple elementary fashion. Shlach was 
the Meraglim, as we said last week, and really there was the Yusayid of, of the Meraglim, unfortunately speaking Lashon Hara, and taking away from the message of the Rabbani Shalom that the land was Eretz Teva Ma'id, and they, they dissed the land, they said it wasn't good. And Lashon Hara breeds separation, which is the Yusayid of Machlaikas. We know the whole Yusayid of the Chupan Beis Hamikdash, everything that we um, unfortunately have gone through in the Churbanus of the Bayesavishin, the Bayesheni, but we know that one of the Tamim is, Chupimesimignish, was because they were, had Machlaikis, there was Sinasachim, and that's the connection between Parshish Kairach as well, because Parshish Kairach is the aside of Machlaikis on a higher level. Machlaikis from Kairach, who was from the family, from the Levim, the Shevet Levi, and he was a Chacham. But he argued on the rulership of Moshe Rabbeinu. And Moshe Rabbeinu represents what's called the Moshe Hatayra. So, what can we learn from this? So, we, we always say over the Valdekavart, many, many reasons, and other Mepharshim say reasons why there was Dafka, the Rabbanu Shalom, Moshe Rabbeinu is that the Rabbanu should make a new Bria, the Bria of an earthquake, which swallowed up the um, Adas Kairach. Dasan Aviram and the Reish Nun members of the Sanhedrin, the family of Kairach. It's not so clear, and you have to take a look. There's different Chazals who was swallowed up, who was burnt, who had a plague. But the main thing was there was this Bria. And everyone speaks about why there was a Bria. And this Bria, we know that the, 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 the earthquake, the pair of the, of the Adama was really already uh, implanted into the DNA of the world in the Sheshis and Mebreshis as the Mishnah says in Mesech Tavis. So I always am fond in saying over what the Rashiv of Baltimore, of Rudiman Zechazanik Levrocha, used to say over in a very interesting insight. He said, the Gemara tells us that if called one that is negligent and one is lenient, he's lazy in the eulogies of a Talmud Chacham, it's fitting that he should literally be buried while he's alive. I don't know if you've been following, but here in Eretz Yisrael and even throughout the world, there have been tremendous hespedim on the great God Odor, Rabbi Gershon Edelstein, Zeich Hatzadik Levracha. And Rashivas literally went out of their way. I'm just thinking about the Rashiva from Hebron, Rabbi David Kain Shlita, Shabika Zutenstark. He's from the so-called younger Gedolim here, but he went from place to place in order to give hespedim. I heard him personally here in Arnov and together with Rav Rubin, and he went mamish from Mekayimus to Mekayimus, mamish for days upon days, to give cover to the Torah. But it says, if you don't give cover to the Torah, if a person is lazy, then it's roi l'kayver b'chayiv. It's fitting that he should be buried into the, it should be buried, he should be buried alive, so to speak. Why is that? Why is that it should be roi l'kayver b'chayiv? Why not different einish? Why not kares? So the answer that they give is like this. The Torah is really the item which gives the ability for us to be able to stand in the world. Like we say, Sinai was Maimed Har Sinai. Maimed Har Sinai was not just an event, but it gives us the ability for us to be able to be in the world, so to speak, to stand in the world, that the, the Adama should have uh, an ability to stand and to keep us standing. And it could be this goes with what the Nefesh Achayim says, that if Chas V'Shalom, there would be one moment in the world that the Torah would not be learned, Chas V'Shalom, then HaKadosh Baruch says, I'll be machs of the Olam 
the Torah of Avayu, everything would be completely, completely destroyed. The Torah is what's Mekayim developed. And the Olam is only Oymid from that episode that took place at Har Sinai. What took place at Har Sinai? Moshe Kippel Torah Misinai Mesor Yeshua. And what does it say there? It says, HaKadosh Baruch Hu lifts up the mountain of Eklayus, and he says, If you'll be makabal the Torah, Mutav, Imlav, Shomtei Kvaraschem, you'll be buried underneath the mountain. So again, we see a similar theme, again, of being buried, being put underneath the earth, so to speak. Because without the Torah, and without the Maishri HaTorah, Maishri Rabbeinu, it's impossible for us to be able to stand in the world. We see the world today, the world is shaking. Yes, there are earthquakes that have taken place, but the earthquakes are not only the physical earthquakes, but it's the spiritual earthquakes that are taking place. And that creates kavura in the Adama. And because of this, Moshe Rabbeinu said, because Kairach went against the, the authority of who is the one that really teaches us what the Torah is saying, what the Torah is all about, so he wanted that there should be a new Bria which would come about and it would reenact what HaKadosh Baruch did at Har Sinai. It would reenact the creation of the world where there was a peh that was created for the, those that will go against the Torah. And this is really the reason why there was such, a, such an earthquake. I saw it brought down that Reb Zalman Saratskin writes that the truth is he claims that there were earthquakes even before, even before the earthquake of, of Kairach. And he explains that, no, there's a vast difference between the earthquakes in the normal sense of the world, of the word, and the, what's called the Piyadama. The Piyadama was not an earthquake. It wasn't volcanic lava that all of a sudden erupted because the earth, we really think about it, the fact that we have the world standing underneath us, there's volcanic lava which is burning. There are minerals that we see throughout the world. There are earthquakes in different places of the world, and people have died from these earthquakes and from these eruptions, volcanic eruptions, and there's hissing, and there's burning, and there's eruptions, and it's, it's so powerful. But over here, he says it really wasn't that. Uh, the Rabbanishim did not make uh, a big eruption. The mouth of the earth opened up, and it went, and it, <coughs> just, and it literally went to the houses of Kairach, and to the houses of the Dustin Aviram, and it pulled in not only the, um, not only the people, it pulled in all their property. And the major says, not only did it pull in their property, if a person's from Kairach, his, his, his wash was being washed by another member of Kla Yisrael, that earth, all of a sudden, its mouth came and like sucked in. And that's what happened. It was literally a phenomena. It was all of a sudden, the Pe Adama opened up, it swallowed everything and every person that was involved with this Machlaikas, which went against the, the, the authority of Moshe Rabbeinu. And... It, uh, it took everything that was in his path. We'll speak in a moment a little bit about why he had to take everything out. out. But what is the message? The message is that the tzaddik, he represents the tzinar. He is the pipeline to be able to teach us what the rabbinism really wants from us. There are a lot of people that can learn the Torah. But if a person learns the Torah doesn't have what's called Yer Shemayim, then we can't trust his Torah. It's only a person that his whole essence is I'm being a Moser HaTorah, I'm being careful exactly what the Torah says. A lot of times people say to Lashen, oh, the Torah doesn't make any sense. That's a wrong attitude. We don't make sense. We don't have the sense to be able to understand the Torah. I don't understand the Torah. That's true. And a person has to be humble with Torah. 
There's a pasik in the beginning of Dvarim where it describes Eila Dvarim Ashadibir Mashal Bnei Yisrael and it speaks about the different events that took place, everything in a hint. And one of the places is called is Vachatseiros. Vachatseiros. And Rashi Akadosh points out what was Chatseiros? Chatseiros was the Chatser of the Machlaikas of Kairach Vaadosay. I'm going to see the Rashi inside. The Chatseiros with Izov, Zok the Heluk Rashi, the Machlukusa Shal Kairach. In the Machlaikas of Kairach. And um, the truth is, Rashi Rader brings down over there, they should have learned from Miriam that Miriam spoke against Moshe Rabbeinu and because of that Lashon Hara, and they said the Chatseris was the Chatseris of, of Miriam. But what's the connection between Chatseris and Kairach? So some of the um, Farshim, they bring down, think they, they bring down from the Chadush, Arim, Agaval, the Kavart, that the Gemara says that Shleimah HaMelech was misaking the, the Indian of Eruve Chatseris. What's the concept of the Eruve Chatseris? On Shabbos, if you want to go from a Rishus Rabbim to Rishus Hayochid, from a Rishus Hayochid into a, into a different Torah Chatzir, a Carmelis, everything else, if a person makes a Ruve Chatzeres, then he's able to carry from one Chatzir to another Chatzir. And what's needed is, is that you have to have just one person who is appointed, or he's the one that takes the responsibility, and he puts a certain amount of food into, into his house, and then he's mezakit to the whole tzibur. So this is really the lesson of um, the concept that one person can create an effect which involves everybody else, and everybody else is underneath the tutorship of that particular chatzar where the item was, was placed into it. And this is the yisaid of the Talmud Chacham, the tzaddik, who he is the authority that ties us all together. He's the one that's ma'achet klaizo. He's the one that makes everyone ki'ish echad u'belev echad. But Kairach, what did he do? He was a spalig. he separated himself. He said, no, we don't need to have a leader. Kulam kedoshim. So he was being kaifer in the yesoyed of Aruv Chatzeres. And that's why the Torah depicts Kairach as being the Lashon of Chatzeres. And it's very interesting the Gemara tells us that when Moshe Rabbein, when Shleimah Melech was misak in the Indian of Eruvin, so a Baskel went out and it said the Pasuk, Im Chacham Yismach Libi Gamani. If my son is a Chacham, my heart is happy. I'm also happy. The Rabbani Shalom is talking. And the Rabbani Shalom says, if there's a Chacham that understands that the way to gather people together is to have the Eruvin Chatzeris, so the Rabbanu Shalom is happy because it's not just teaching us the Ruvi Chatzeris, it's teaching us the Yisoyed, the Tzaddik is the Yisoyed Olam, the Tzaddik that's a Maishu Torah, and the support that we give to the Maishu Torah, those are the things which envelop us and they make us into one group. Kairach was a Chacham, Ma'ruah L'Shtuseh, how did he turn himself away from this Chacham, which he knew, he came from great lineage, but the Gaiva, and that allowed him, unfortunately, to be Lokach as Atzmai, he went out of himself, as the Rabbi Shol Salantu said. When a person really thinks without a Nagiyas, then he wouldn't have done such a thing. But he had Nagiyah. He thought the whole Hishtalshalus of the Messiah was going to come out from him. And we had a, a Dumus in our generation, Rabbi Gershon, Zeich who was a Meiser HaTorah. <coughs> and when we see people going out to be masked with him, we try to learn from his lessons, 
Really, it's amazing. I just want to say two things. I heard that Rav Adist, Rashiva, Yeshiva called Yaakov, who's one of our elder Rosh Yeshivas here in Eretz Yisrael, in the Sephardic Yeshiva, he himself learned in Panovich close to 70 years ago. And he said over in his words of Divri Haracha of Reb Gershon, he says, then, 70 years ago, when Reb Gershon was a young man, you already could say on him, Baruch Shechalak Mikachmasoy Lireyov. Blessed HaKadosh Baruch Hu, who shares the Chachma to the fears of Hashem. Reb Gershon was on such a madrega. And my own Rebetzin, she likes to do paintings of Gedolim, but she told me, I have to be very honest with you, the paintings of Reb, of Reb Gershon, you see his tremendous years, Hashem, and it's like a very austere look. She says, it's, you know, for women, it's like a little depressing to see such a, 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 a the punim of a punim of Yiras Hashem in such, uh, such a, a, a fashion. Ah, Rabbi Isai, the Moisri HaTorah, that's what we're looking for, to be, to, 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 to have a connection with the G'dayim, to have a connection with the Torah. So, Gavaldik Avart, from Rabbi Yosef Shtigl, Zeichat Tzadik Levracha, he was a great Yid, a great Talmud Chacham B'nai Rak. He said there's three parshias that we're coming up on, Kairach, and then we have Chukas and we have Bolok. It's very interesting. He noticed something very interesting. Each one of these parshias, there's a kuf there. Kairach, Chukas, Bolok. But one is, the kuf is in the beginning, our parsha, and then parsha's Chukas, the kuf is in the middle, and parsha's Bolok, the kuf is at the end. Why is that? So he said it's very interesting. If you take a look at this week's parsha, Kuf represents Kever. It represents the Kvura, <coughs> as we just said. That Kairach, which is in the beginning of the parsha, he was buried alive. That's why the Kuf was in the beginning of the parsha. If you take a look at next week's parsha, parsha's Chukas, there we learn in the middle of the parsha, we learn about the Misa of Aaron and Miriam. So there the Kuf was placed in the middle. Chukas. You take a look at parsha's Balak. Oh, what does it speak about the end of Balak? It speaks about Zimri ben Salu, Shevet Shimon, who went against Moshe Rabbeinu and Pinchas kills him all the way at the end of the parsha. So the kuf over there is Balak. The kuf is all the way at the end. It's so interesting, it's an interesting insight. You take a look at how each letter and each word has a great makam. So it's an amazing thing that we could either have kever, which is when, a, when, when they're buried alive. But the truth is, if we change the letters a little bit, we, also, we could also have what's called, uh, what's called Kiruv, to be Mekuriv Ta'akadosh Baruch So then the Kuf and the, and the Resh, okay, make ourselves Karuv. And how do we get to this Kruv? How do we get to this Karuv? The Karuv is when we recognize that the Meiser Hatayra, the Tzadikim, that connect us, they bring us closer to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. then we stay away from Kever. We, said, we mentioned before that when the earth opened up, it swallowed up their houses and it swallowed up all of their different property. And we said everyone went in, everything went in. The wash, a person was washing clothes, he had a washer, that was a China, Chinaman washer. Uh, a person had given over his clothes to be, to be sewed and there was a needle that he gave to be used. All of a sudden the peck came and it swallowed it up. Why was that? Why was it so important to get rid of everything? The Sephurna says, a Gaval de Kavart. I'm going to read the Lushna of the Sephurna. Ah, the Lushna of the Sephurna is in Perik Tezayin, Pasig Lamed Beis, and the Pasig Vatiftach Oritz is Pia. The Pasig says, Veskola Rechush, 
The Rabbanisham didn't want that a tzaddik should receive benefit from the Russia's property. Because we know, the, 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 the Gemara tells us, if a person lost a, a, a pruta and it fell down and an ani picked it up, then we get tzachar. So if the rechush of, of Kairach, and we have to remember, Kairach was the usher, he had tremendous, tremendous um, treasures. He was the wealthiest man of his times. If that wouldn't have been swallowed up, then people, tzaddikim, would have been nana from it. And then Kairach would also be nana because Kairach was involved in their ability to be able to continue their lives. And over here, Rav Sternbach Shlita says, we learned from over here that the money, if the money's tainted, it's not worthwhile to take it. And he says that his Rebbe, Rav Schneider Zetzel, would always stay away from what's called tainted money. He didn't want to take money from Rishoyim. He, hold that, he held that that's not the way that the yeshiva should grow. I know myself, I once had it, when I was running near Yaakov, <coughs> Someone once came to me and they offered me a certain amount of money and I said, where does this money come from? And when he started telling me, I said, I don't want to touch it. Okay, I don't want to say specifically what it was. <coughs> I, said, I don't want to touch it. I don't want to be that be part of the yeshiva. I know that uh, the, um, the one of the great yeshivas of Brisk, from Yeshua, I heard that after his father died and he had all of the parnas in him, a woman came to him and a woman, uh, from woman, and she said that she wants to give money to Brisk. And she said, and he said to her immediately, the halacha is that the sons are Yerush. And she was, I guess, an American lady, and she went, whatever the courts were, and he refused to take the money. Because if it's not halacha dika money, then we don't want that to be part of our, to be part of our repertoire. Rabbi, so we've spoken a lot about kairach, we've spoken a lot about machlaikus, we've spoken a lot about kever. We want to speak a little bit at the end of this podcast, speak some gewaldic inyanim, some stories that I saw. These days, ah, there are a lot of simchas, a lot of chasnas, and we hope and we pray and we daven that there should be many, many simchas. And I know that one of the great gedolim, Rav Bergman, I mentioned last week, when he went to America, he spoke about the problem of the shidduch crisis. And that's one of the things I want to note over here, how important it is for us to try to be involved. When we hear about a simcha, to say, ah, give a bracha that there should be other simchas in Klai Yisrael. And to look, what can we do to help to make chasnas? There's a story, I saw some great stories. I'm only going to mention a few of them, but each one is great. And it's going to take us a little bit of time. I hope you'll bear with me. A, 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 a few weeks ago, a bacher that learns in a chashvi yeshiva in Yerushalayim received a phone call from a yid from Bnei Brak. And he said to him, Are you, were, were you in Bnei Brak on Purim? So the Bacha started thinking, was I in B'nai Brak? Yeah, I was in B'nai Brak on Purim. Were you collecting money for your yeshiva? He learns in the famous Wolfson yeshiva, which is a very chashv yeshiva here in Yerushalayim. He said, yes. He says, were you in so-and-so park? There's a certain park, he gave the name of the parks. He said, yes. He says, do you remember that you gave a bracha to me? You asked me for money for the yeshiva when you were drunk? So the bracha said he doesn't remember everything, but he remembers something about a bracha. He remembers speaking to a yid. So the yid started telling him, I have to tell you, you were walking and you were dancing and you were shikir, and then you, you were on this park bench and then you saw me, and you explained to me, he said, yid, I'm collecting money for a gavaldic yeshiva where hundreds of bachram learn, and we had such a steiging in the winter's man, and I tell you, if you'll give money, 
I promise you, I'll give you a bracha for whatever you need, and I'm telling you the bracha will be mekuyim. And you said it with such a heartfelt feeling that I said, you know what, I'm going to give you uh, a, a, a good nadava, and I gave you a good nadava. And then you ask me, what kind of bracha do you want? you want parnasa? you want shidduchim? He says, yes, I have an older daughter. She's living with us still, and she needs a shidduch. And he, you started giving me a bracha, and you started pouring out your heart. You said, I'm telling you, for the money that you gave, you supported Torah, and in the yeshiva, your tears were, you know, you were drunk, you were very emotional, and I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, Mitzvah Shem, your daughter's going to become a kala soon in this chus, and you gave me a heartfelt bracha, and then you insisted, I want you to take down my number, and I want you to call me, and I want to be at that chasa, I want to dance at the chasa. And I re- remembered, I didn't know your name, but I did write in Bacher, Purim, Wolfson. And I want to tell you, my daughter's getting married this coming week, and I want to invite you to the Chasna. The Baisai, a Bacher, gave a heartfelt brachot to a Yid that was waiting for his daughter, who was not young, and Baruch Hashem, that bracha was Mekuyim, and he gave the Shchus, the Shchus of Tzedakah. Listen to this. The Briskarov said, if you want to know Hashkochop, you want to know Emunah Nakarosh Baruchu, just look at the Parsha of Shaduchim. And he used to say over that the Chassam Seifer married in his second Zivug, he married the daughter of Rabbi Akiva Eger. The daughter of Rabbi Akiva Eger was a young, was born over 22 years before the Chassam Seifer got married. Okay, so that means when he got married, uh, the, the girl was just born at that time. And then he was married, Chassam Seifer, and listen to this. This 21-year-old girl got married, and then her husband died. The day that her husband died was the day that the Chassam Seifer's first wife died. And then, soon afterwards, the Chassam Seifer yeah, was Zaycha to marry Bezivik Shani, the daughter of Kiva Eger. Zok the Briskarov. Who needs proofs? To betachin to emuna nakadosh baruch Just take a look at shaduchim. Rebbeinu Shlom is the one that puts everything together. There, listen to this gavaldika ma'isa. It's such an unbelievable ma'isa. There was a yid in Yerushalayim that married off sixteen children. That's a tremendous feat. And he married them all off. He made shaduchim for them. And somehow he stayed alive. And he didn't go broke. So I don't know how he did it. Okay, don't ask me how he did it. But that's one of the miracles of Yerushalayim Rakhidish. And at the Chasna, you can imagine, it was his last in Muzink, and he was so happy, and everyone was dancing, and it was a band. And then in the middle of the Chasna, all of a sudden, he told the band to be quiet, and he got up to speak. And everyone was quiet, and he said, I want to say something. And he started off by saying over, you should know, all the Shidduchim that I had, the Rabbani Shalom, Shidduch number one, the Rabbani Shalom did not help me. Shidduch number two, the Rabbani Shalom did not help me. And people were just stunned, what's this man talking about? And he said he counted out each one until the 16th one. And then he said, I want to tell you, the Rabbi Nishlam did not help me in any one of the Shidduchim. The Rabbi Nishlam did it all. I had no involvement at, at all in the Shidduchim. It's built Hashem Everything came from the Rabbi Nishlam. This is the true Hashkafa that a Yid has. Everything comes from the Rabbi Nishlam. Ah! When I, when I realize everything comes from the Rebbeinu and I see it, a person can marry off 16 children. I know in America it sounds like so strange, but this is the way that we see the Rebbeinu is in the world. The last Misa we're going to say over, and I'm saving another Misa, which I'm not going to say over, 
Everyone should stay tuned for next week. Hopefully, I'm going to say over the last Misa. But the next last Misa is unbelievable story. The story of the Chassam Seifer, Erev Yom Kippur. He calls in a bacher who learned in his yeshiva was a very, very poor bacher. And he, Erev Yom Kippur, a couple hours before Kol Nidre, and he says to him, I want to be Matziah to you, a shidduch. And he mentions the name of a girl that lives in the town. And she's a great girl. I know that the mother's in Almana. So the boy says, I heard about this girl, but I have to tell you, I'm poor and she's poor. How are we going to be able to live? The Rav Hashem said, I'm telling you, if you'll marry her, I'm telling you, the shidduch will bring a bracha and you'll be able to have a life and you'll have a lot of bracha together. The bracha said, if the Rebbe says, I have a mun betochen, I'm willing to do it. What does the chassam seifer do? He doesn't just stop at that. He goes and he sends a shliach to go call this woman and to come with their daughter. They come to the house and he said, I want to be matziah, this bachar as a shidduch for your daughter. And the woman says the same thing as the boy. He says, it's a wonderful shidduch, Rebbe, but I'm poor, I can't support my daughter and he's poor, what are we going to do? And the Rebbe said the same thing. If you will accept it, I'm telling you there'll be a bracha. The woman says, the Rebbe says it. If the tziner says it, if the tzaddik says it, I'm a kaim, I'm a kabel, and they made uh, tanoyim, and they broke a plate, and the shidduch was, the shidduch was consummated, not the chasna, the shidduch was consummated, Erev Yom Kippur. And then the chasam soifer said these words, now I have a schus that I can go into the Yom Hadin. What did the chasam soifer say? Now I have a schus, now that I helped to make a shidduch, I have a schus. What's of all the other schusim? No. From here we see a tremendous lesson, Rabbi Zayim. This is teaching us that we should be worried and we should daven and we should pray and we should be mishtadol and we should hope and we should pray there should be shidduchim for every single member of Kla Yisrael, the young and the ones that are so-called not so young, everyone should find the zivug metz Hashem. And this lesson, if we'll take these lessons from this week's parsha, stay away from achlaikas, stay away from chatzeris, be a chacham b'ni person, be a person gam'oni that creates a connection that connects to the tzaddik, that connects to the Moshe HaTorah, that we don't, we will not, just like the Shom Teh Kvur Aschem, Shom Tehei Hamad Aschem, if we keep the Torah, then we'll have an Amad in the world. And if we'll be take Tammuz, which Reb Chaim says, Tizdari's Meyer V'tilmet Sheva, we'll use the Koyach of Torah. And this will be the bridge that instead of going to the Kever, we'll bring, we'll bring ourselves to Karav, so let's help to find Shaduchim. Let's help, like Rav Bergman said, a skula, the bench from a bencher, like his father-in-law, Rav Shach, that's all he used to say. And we should learn from the Chassam Seifer whatever we could do to help people. And this will be the Tikkun as we enter into the month of Tammuz. I want to give a bracha to everyone to have a wonderful Shabbos. Hashem, we should be zoichet to the Gula Shleim of Meher of Yameinu. Amen v'amen. Thank you very much for listening. We want to thank jfoundations.com if you could sponsor any of our activities be another way of addressing and being able to give over Torah to other people go on the website and show your support thank you very much for joining us